Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Now live from Dick's Wings on the north side, Compton and Company. Brought to you by Williams and Rowe and Barber and Associates on 1010XL. Here's your host, Ron Compton. And good evening, good evening. Welcome to Compton and Company, company from Dick's Wings of the North Side. It's a Friday night edition. You know, Matt, I've done radio now for, oh gosh, 20 plus years, you know, and, and uh, I've been on every day of the week with the exception of Fridays and uh, Sundays. Well, let's mark Fridays off the list. Let's mark Fridays off the list. This is a pretty big deal for you then tonight. Oh, boy. I don't know what to do with myself. Wow. Can we even make it through two hours? I don't know. That's going to be tough. Hold hold on tight, all right? Uh, I will. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, white knuckled and all, man, you know? Again, again, Dick Swings here on the north side. Uh, Typically Wednesday nights. Uh, We're here tonight on the FM side from from 8 until 10 o'clock. Now, next week. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night from seven until nine. So we're, we're you know we're like Bob and Weed man, we're all over the place. But uh, you know what? You hey, you surf the you surf the dial, go AM, FM. What day of the week? What night of the week? You may find us. Who knows? We're 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 around, Matt. We're here. Just just hit that seek button. It just starts seeking yeah, everywhere. You'll, yeah. you'll find us eventually. Yes, you'll find us. You'll find us. Right. So, uh, dude, a lot going on. My goodness. Um, we've got early signing day. Uh, less than two weeks away. Uh, and the Gators got a huge commitment a, a couple of days ago, D.J. Lagway. We will certainly talk about the importance uh, of that commitment and what that means to this Gator program moving forward. Uh, the Jaguars uh, traveled to Nashville, Tennessee, and faced the bullies on the block, the Tennessee Titans, uh, after they just absolutely just laid down, man. Laid down in, in Motown on Sunday. We'll certainly revisit. Uh, this past weekend's action, and, and look forward to uh, what's going to go down Sunday in, uh, in Detroit. Uh, the Heisman Trophy Award will be uh, given out tomorrow, and look, uh, it would be an it would be a shock, uh, you know, an upset of epic proportions, I think, if uh, Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, doesn't win. But look, Max uh, Max Duggan, I don't know if he's hacksaw with Jim Duggan's. Son, I don't know, former uh, long-time WCW, WWE wrestler, WWE, uh, Stetson Bennett um, making a trip uh, as he's a Heisman Trophy finalist along with C.J. Stroud. So those are your four finalists that will be announced tomorrow night. We've got um, uh, a couple of poll questions we want to throw out, uh, Matt, and there are these. Uh, the first one is this. Uh, Deion Sanders now named head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, in five years, which of these three uh, are most likely for one prime time Deion Sanders, or they call him uh, Coach Prime? Uh, he's still coaching in Colorado. He's out of coaching, or... He's got a, a bigger job uh, in coaching. And then the other, the college football playoff. Uh, 
the horned frog, uh, the buckeye, the wolverine, and the bulldog. Did the committee get it right, both uh, the order and the teams? Your thoughts on both of those. Those are tonight's uh, poll questions. We'll talk a little uh, Major League Baseball hot stove at some point as well as uh, there's a a $360 million man and one Aaron Judge, nine years, 360, uh, and a bunch of other signings uh, as well. Uh, your Phillies, Matty, uh, been busy. They're making some big waves, Ooh, Ron. I always man. say, man, it's not yeah. my money. Spend it if you got it. I- I'm happy to see him spend, spend it and get these guys. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I mean, like, oh, man, I can't believe we spent that much money. It's not my money. Spend oh, I- it. I couldn't care spend less, it. man. Yeah, let's let's spend it. Let's yeah. get the best players in town. Absolutely. So kudos to, to your club for, for making big splashes and waves and, and what they've done. Uh, well, Trey Turner, man, the big one. That's a biggie, dude. I mean, that's uh, huge. That's huge oh, for us. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, with uh, with Bogarts off uh, off the market, uh, you know, there's only, you know, there's two left, Correa and, and Swanson. And uh, You think the Braves are going to re-sign Swanson? Boy, I, it's, it's looking dim, man. I, I hope they do. But uh, it looks like Correa is, is down to the rumor now is uh, the Yankees and the Giants. So when he goes, then Dansby's the only one left, right? He's, he's the only big fish left in terms of uh, in the shortstop market. Yeah, that's right? it after those so, two. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. So uh, his market may absolutely explode, and if it does, unless he's willing to give the Braves a big-time hometown, hometown discount, I don't see him going back there. Uh, I can see the Braves possibly – Getting into the uh, what's the the Padres? I'm not Padres. The Pirates outfielder was it Martin? Request a trade. The guy's name. I'm pretty Matt. sure that I'm not gonna lie. It's right? drawing a blank on me. I'm pretty sure it's Martin. Yeah, left fielder. Yeah, uh, I, I can see the Braves making a play there uh, for the big bat, and and maybe uh, you know uh, maybe rolling with uh, you know uh, more of a defensive shortstop in front of the Elvis. Elvis Andrews, uh, who came up in the Braves organization, could be a stopgap in a free agent. Or, or Grissom. You know, you know, you could slide Grissom over. Or for that matter, Ozzie Albies came up as a shortstop. He could play short and Grissom could play second. That's got to be nice see. for y'all. Cause, I mean, you'll have so many options if you don't re-sign him, though. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Like, I'm sure you want to re-sign him, but... Yeah, yeah, sure. It wouldn't be the end of the world, but yeah, but I would absolutely love to bring Dansby back. But, but again, it's not my money, right? I mean, hey, you know what? Hey, pay all the luxury tax you can, okay? Fine, pay it. Just pay it, right? Do what you got to do. On. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do you have, uh, you know, talking radio? Do you have an eye or two towards the uh, ESPN right now, watching Lakers Sixers? You know what? I uh, It's on in the studio in yeah, the background yeah. here, but I'm at an angle where I can't really see the TV too oh, long. No, I got to oh, lean no. all the way over here away from the mic no. to, to catch any action. What's going on? Give me an early tell report. Him, tell him who you are. I mean, my goodness. Early on, the uh, Sixers up 21-12. Jeez. Putting yeah. the beating down on them. Yeah. I, I, I think, well, my old eyes, I think it's 21-12 as I'm looking across the, the area at uh, – 
at a TV screen. I believe 21-12 is, uh, is correct. But well, I mean, no, that right, sounds so, about right for the Lakers to be down nine this early, so I'm sure that's accurate. So let's start um, this past weekend. Jaguars and uh, Lions. Man, yeah. you know, after the comeback they had against the Ravens, he said, man, okay, wow, all right. A uh, little, little juice, right, a little juice. We talked last week that, that the Lions and the Jags sort of were, you know, they're mirror images of one another, right? Both teams played a bunch of close football games, uh, a lot of fourth quarter games, and they were both 4-7. And, and you expected maybe some type of a shootout. Uh, well, one team scored a bunch of points. One team held up their end of the bargain. One not so much. Um but the Jaguars very fortunate. Man, that, that hit, that sack at the end of the first half, dude, that looked awful. When, when Trevor went down, you knew that, and it wasn't just us on television watching it, when you seen a lot of players on both teams taking knees at the end of the first half, just, you know, out of worry for Trevor Lawrence. It yep. wasn't just the Jaguar players. It was both teams. I had you don't see that. You, you, the only time you typically see that is when the dude has had a, has a head injury and he's not moving on the field, right? Yeah. That's typically, when you see that, it's but when it's something devastating, that, it, right? It, 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 it's what it looked like. And uh, but boy, and then they, they go to the um, the Fox Studio. I think was it, it was the Fox camera, right? Fox Studio. Yeah, it was Fox. Yeah, and they say, oh, uh, good news from Detroit. Trevor Lawrence uh, walks out the field his own power with a slight limp. Like, huh, what? And uh, then on he comes in the second half. Now, dude, I would not have played him in the second half. Right, I mean, because, they, you know, the MRI supposedly was inconclusive. He had to have another one afterwards. Man, I don't think I would have played him. When the game is already – the game is no longer in doubt. Why roll him out there, man? Why roll him out? But uh, I hope, you know, fortunately he didn't suffer any, you know, an injury in the second half. Uh, but, boy, now it's a toe. It's just a toe. I mean, I don't know what he's, he's made of rubber bands. I'm not sure what he's made of. But, man, uh, to avoid serious injury with the way that looked, I mean, if, very, very fortunate, man. If that would have happened to you or I, Ron, I feel like both of us, our entire legs probably would have fallen off. I'm oh, pretty no sure that would have happened. I, I would, you know what? I concur. <laughs> I mean, I concur, man. But my goodness, but, uh, but look, uh, I tell you, man, this weekend, that, we'll, we'll, we'll finish last weekend's game. I, it just, it's astounding to me. All right, you, in, the, in the, you know, in the off season, you go out and get you get uh, Artikasi on the the interior of the defensive line, Darius Williams from the Rams. You go, you know, you, you go, you sign a couple of guys that you think is going to come in and pay the immediate dividends. Fought a cost early on, along with the Roy Robertson Harris, who was already here. Uh, early, dude, look, I was, I was completely fooled. I'll watch these dudes in the preseason. Arden Key, uh, bring him in as well. You, you bring guys in, Arden Key was a prove-it deal. Fought uh, a uh, came on, uh, played well early, and in the preseason, man, it was like, man, these are a bunch of, these are a pack of dogs on the off, on the defensive line. They're getting after it first team versus first team. I'm not talking about the entire game, talking the first team defense. But man, these guys look really good. 
and then the Washington game. Uh, they struggled on the onset, obviously, down the stretch. But for three and a half quarters, they looked really, really good. And then over the course of the first three games, a bunch of sacks, forced nine turnovers. But since then, nothing. I mean, a total regression. Uh, and, and then this past Sunday, dude, when well, they were rushing three or four guys, dropping seven or eight in the coverage, guys were running wide open. I mean, that little uh, pass in the flat to DeAndre Swift, and he ran for a, a million yards when without a Jaguars player in sight. You talk about being completely missed. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I wonder, um, you know, look, Dave Caldwell, uh, he's never been a coordinator. Look, sometimes, you know, you, you, you know, coordinators are great lieutenants, but they don't, they don't make good generals, meaning not very good head coaches, right? Well, maybe the same goes for, you know what, maybe uh, Mike Caldwell is a hell of a linebacker's coach, a positional coach, but he's not good at, not good at calling plays. Because the thing is, man, is anyone can, can draw up plays, but once you start calling plays and getting guys in position, it's it's about playing chess and not checkers. And it appears right now the Jaguar defense are both checker players. They're not playing chess. It looks abysmal, absolutely abysmal. Uh, and, and when you see guys, uh, you pay a, a, spend a bunch of money in free agency, you spend number, the number one overall pick in the draft, uh, for a guy you're, I think you're playing out of position, what the hell are you doing? Matt, what's going on down there, Matt? Man, it, it makes absolutely no – it's just it's just disorganized. I mean, it's it's just – we got our hopes up so much. Like you said, we spent so much money in the offseason to get guys that seem like some quality players and, uh, and especially the first overall pick in Trayvon Walker and some other pieces, and it's just not – it's not panning out, and at this time of the year, you'd think it'd at least be we'd see this type of play maybe towards the beginning, and they're starting to get better by this point, but it's the complete opposite. They started yeah. the year strong, and now they're regressing so much, so it's, I, I don't know what to make of it, really. Hey, look, and I'm not going to oh, all the hit rookie walls. No, I, I, no, not at all. I, it's, it's, I just can't put my finger, finger on it. Think about the narrative, okay? Uh, Devin Lloyd didn't play much, if any, in the preseason, and they, they couldn't wait to get him back. He, early on, man, woo, okay, woo, look at this guy. He looked like a, a man-child. Week one, uh, Trevon Walker has a sack, has an acrobatic interception, but since then, other than personal fouls he's committed, he's been on a damn milk carton. So, yeah, it's like, what's happened? Father Costi uh, from the Jets. Uh, Rudy Robertson Harris, okay, man, these guys look great. Where, where, where are they gone? Arden Key, where is he? It's absolutely baffling to me, man. It's, it's baffling. Um, but, uh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, and, you know, Trevor said it right after the game. He goes, or he said, look, he says, or maybe it was the next day. Uh, he said, you know what? He goes, uh, we laid down, and it was embarrassing. Absolutely. It was an utter Embarrassment. You had everything to play for at that time. Now you're. It look. You could sweep the Titans now, and you're still not making the playoffs. 
you would have to go – look, you're not beating the Dallas Cowboys here. Dallas is going to beat the hell out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm not saying that just as a Cowboys fan. I'm saying that as, a, as, as someone that, that follows the National Football League, the way these two teams uh, line up, the Cowboys will win by – they'll name their score. I mean, the NFL is – I get it, a week-to-week league, whatever. But if you just look at these two teams, the Cowboys will absolutely lay the wood to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that, uh, that's going to be an ugly, ugly day here in Jacksonville. It is. It really is. So, so then you look at the other four games. The two games against the Titans, the Texans, and, of course, the Thursday nighter uh, in New York. Uh, they, they certainly match it better against those teams. You're talking about a Texas team that has nothing. Uh, they've now gone back. Uh, the, 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 this 1-10-1 team, which now the Jaguars haven't won in Houston in like, since, like, the Mayflower, right? Um, so that, uh, so, but the Houston's terrible, right? They, they've now gone back to Davis Mills at quarterback, right? Um, then you look at the Jets, sure, Mike White, he's, he's, he's now on for, um, you know, quarterback for Zach Wilson, but look, he's a journeyman quarterback. There's, there's a reason, uh, you know, he was drafted. Uh, in the fifth round for Western Kentucky. Now, he was drafted by Michael the Cowboys. He's he, a nice player, but he sort of came back to earth this past, this past uh, uh, Sunday. And, and then you look at, uh, obviously, the Tennessee Titans, who's been, again, the bully of, on the block for the last few years. If you win, if, look, if you win those four and lose the Cowboys, in order to win the division, the Titans have to go one and four. Now, you can take care of two of those losses, right? But I don't that's not going to happen, man. It's not. But it would be nice, though, if you could find a way to go in and, and make a statement, hey, look, you know what? Um, we're coming. We're on the come up. That, that's the key. You, you've got to go to Nashville and, and give Tennessee all they want. And they can't. Look, there's nothing special in Tennessee, and they're banged up. I mean, Tennessee, Trelon Burks, um, banged up. Um, hasn't uh, made it out of uh, concussion protocol. Uh, Derrick Henry uh, hasn't, you know, hasn't found many uh, well, holes to run through as of late. The offensive line is banged up in Tennessee. They've got an average of best quarterback who's probably not going to be there next year. Uh, and their defense is just okay. They're, they're terrible against the pass. They stop the run. They can't stop the pass. And the Jaguars, if, if nothing else, They've done nothing else right. They've, they've proven that they've made the right choice in bringing Christian Kirk here. ETN, if he can hold on to the football, uh, is, is a playmaker of the running back position, and obviously Trevor is the real deal. Right? And the offensive line, for the most part, has been okay. Um, so, yeah, they, say they, so they should go in and score points. And, again, from a matchup standpoint, Tennessee shouldn't be able to do a lot uh, offensively. We'll say. I mean, it's it's a it's, you can make a statement if you go in there and you can beat Tennessee. It'll say you know what, and and then if you and then week eighteen if you win again, uh, you know what? Hey, that's right. Uh, we gave some away this year. We we gave the game away against the Giants here, which we led the entire game to the very end. We gave away the game against a bad Denver Broncos team in London, and we obviously had a business losing to Houston here uh, in Jacksonville. Um, but you know what? We're coming. 
right? And, and that, that's the goal is you go, you, you rebound from last Sunday, and you prove, hey, you know what? We are a solid football team, and we're getting better. Um, so we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully they, uh, they'll play well and they'll get after it. Um, so we'll talk more about Jags, Titans. We'll bounce from the National Football League, and we'll have to revisit last night, Matt. How about Baker Mayfield? He was, he was in the city of Los Angeles for less than 48 hours, and he rolls in, runs a two-minute offense late to perfection. They come back, and they beat a Raiders team that had been playing rather well as of late and ruined their season. Uh, again, we'll discuss the Gators and, and what I think might be the most important commit, commitment since 2006. And we'll talk about uh, who that was and what this, this DJ Lagway commitment may mean for the Gators moving forward. Some NIL announcements today for the Gators, what they've done as far as uh, uh, adding the, an NIL uh, to the FloridaGators.com website. So they now made a separate area. You can go on and just go to WWE, I think it's like NILGators.com or something, and, and they make, they're making it easy to give your money. So we'll discuss that uh, and a lot more. We're broadcasting from Dick Swing at the North Side on 92.5 FM. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. And welcome back to Compton and Company. Coming to you from Dick Swing at the North Side of Yellow Bluff and New Berlin Road. Poker night. We've got a company Christmas party. Far Area's got a nice gathering as well. And I do want to remind folks, uh, we had the NFL Sunday ticket here at Dick's Wings of the North Side. So make your uh, plans to visit Dick's Wings if you're anywhere close to the North Side for your all-day Sunday football watching. So come hang out with us on Sundays. We watch the NFL ticket right here. All right, so poll question out there again of these. Um, Deion Sanders accepted the job for Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, where do you think Coach Prime will be in five years? Uh, coaching in Colorado and Boulder, which is a very beautiful place, by the way, if you haven't been. It's very, very nice. Uh, out of coaching or coaching uh, at a bigger school. Uh, the other is um, boy, you know, Matt, what's the, what's the other question, Matt? Yeah, the, the second Matt, one. I haven't come up with it, and I forgot. Right, I mean, Man. that's what the great ones do, though. They create it, and then they don't have to worry about it, right? I mean, oh, yeah, just... it's about the committee. That's right, it's about the committee, right? Exactly. Football playoff committee. Do you think they had the, the order and the teams right? So what says the listening audience? We'll go to the Deion Sanders question first. Well, let's do it, and you can vote again at 1010XL on Twitter. As far yes, as Dion goes... Uh, five years from now, where do you see yep. him? Well, the audience says uh, 63% they think he's coaching at a bigger school in five years. 26% say no longer coaching. And then 11% say coaching at Colorado. Uh, you know what? And that's that's about where I would go, right, in, in that order. Because I do. I think it will work uh, with USC and UCLA leaving for uh, the Big Ten, right? Uh, now, all of a sudden, it's Oregon. 
is is the, uh, the the chief competitor because look now yeah Arizona Arizona State Stanford I get it but look Stanford David Shaw has just uh, hung it up because look after a, a decent run uh, there hasn't been much there as of late right no so uh, not at all no so, so Stanford is has gone by the wayside. I, uh, or Oregon State's having a decent year now, but look, they're just again, it's still Oregon State. Now it's in Coach Prime. Uh, the NIL, the the, the 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 infinity people have for him, I can absolutely see uh, him bringing guys. Look, bringing guys in. Look, he got the number one recruit in the country to go, you know, to Jackson State last year, who was a long-time FSU commitment. I'm sure he'll follow Dion to Colorado, and he's going to take a few others, including his son, Shadir uh, Sanders. He'll be starting quarterback. quarterback, right? Yeah, play, he'll be, yeah, he'll be starting quarterback. Probably the fastest announced starter uh, in a long time at any college, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and then he, you know, Dion did walk that back a little bit, but yeah, he'll be the starting quarterback. But um, Coach Prime has also said he goes after. Uh, their championship game that, that's upcoming, he, he promised, or maybe the one they just had, rather, he promised the biggest recruiting weekend in Colorado Buffalo's history. He's, we'll see. Look, and, and look, I'm tell, he's look, he he's got that it factor, right? He he's people gravitate towards that dude, man. Maybe 65 years, I think 65 or 60, whatever he is. I don't know how. Maybe 55. I don't know. Whatever he is, people will absolutely gravitate towards him. No, they they love it. What's fun about that is like even on Twitter, because you these days it's all about the recruits tweeting stuff, and and they love putting stuff out there and whatnot. And like he's so good at that. Just this week, since him like deciding to join Colorado and signing with, it's there's been so much traction about him, about the program, different players tweeting out that they got offers. Dion trying to reel him in on Twitter. It's just sure. been crazy to see it. Just how fast uh, he's really made his mark already. Just a week in. Well, and here's the thing, man. He doesn't have to be an X and O's guy. Look, Urban Meyer wasn't an X and O's guy. He wasn't an X and O's. Jimmy Johnson, and look, I'm not saying he's Dion's going to be the next Urban Meyer, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was not an X and O's guy. Wasn't. He was a CEO, right? And he was the, he was the motivator. He was the guy that can bring players in. The key is is getting good guys around you uh, that can coach certain positions to call ball plays. Look, he's got uh, Mike Zimmer on his staff, right? Uh, longtime NFL head coach as a defensive coordinator. He, he just recently he's got Charles Kelly, who's been around college football forever. Uh, he's going to be on his staff. Um, who's it? Was a tight end? Gosh, the tight ends coach that bounced on the SEC forever. That left Florida two years uh, left Florida two years ago. That, uh, was that Bruce, Brewster? Tim Brewster. Tim, yeah, Bre- yeah, Brewster. Tim Brewster. Tim Brewster was on a staff at Jackson State. He's also going to Colorado. Uh, so as long as he gets a good coaching staff around him, and he goes and he shakes hands, kisses babies, he recruits. He's that CEO, dude. They're going to recruit lights out and then be able to coach him up. So I think I think he will absolutely um, have success. In Boulder, Colorado. Um, now, your thoughts? No, I, I definitely agree. I think, D, I mean, just the way he was able to turn Jackson State around and make it into the program that it was and the type of players that he was able to get in. I mean, imagine now, not like Colorado's some big school, but, 
I mean, you're still stepping up. More resources are going to be made available. More NIL money will be coming through. So, I mean, I definitely think he's going to make a big impact uh, at that school. They're going to make some noise in the Pac-12. No doubt about it. Now, I know it was a small pocket, but, you know, they did win a national championship. Colorado did, like, in the early 90s. With, That's true. Uh, Bill McCartney, right, was, I think, their head coach. I mean, it's not too yeah. – it's not like you're talking, like, the 30s, like Texas A&M here or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> Very nicely Shots fired. Done. Very nicely. I love that. Well played, sir. Well played, Matt LeVay. Right. Hey, wow, I wasn't sure he would make it, but he has. Chuck's here. Chuck has absolutely made it to the program. Mr. Elliott, how are you, man? Good, good. The FIFA you heard you talk about. Well, you know, Colorado, yes, they split it in 1990. 90, right? Georgia Tech or something? Five downs against Missouri to win that game. They so did. They, they, they did. That's, that's correct. And they did. So, well, so, so your thoughts? Do you think in five years would Deion Sanders be can, would he will he be coaching Colorado, not coaching at all, or will he have a bigger gig? Uh wow, bigger gig. How's that? Well, that's that's the consensus, right? That's the majority has, has said the bigger gig. And you know, give him credit. But here's the deal, man. When he was at Jackson State, it's not about the money for him at all, at all, dude. He took a lot of money out of his own pocket. Uh, last year's bowl game, he paid for a lot of that. He he yeah, paid for he paid for stuff around the university. He's done a bunch of that on, on his own. I'm, so he's yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I understand that the school, you know, backed out a lot of promises they gave to him, and they were things they were supposed to do, and they did not do. They failed to do so. The talk was the school was stealing money. They were taking a lot of the money raised in the football <laughs> pro- program and taking it, taking it. Yeah, and that and that had something, you know. Uh, uh, they're saying that had something to do with the reason he, he left. And, and I don't know that to be factual, but those are rumors. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so Coach Prime did a bunch on his own to help that university when he was there. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think he, he'll have success. And give him credit. A lot, a lot of people thought uh, he, he t- took that job, uh, was, gonna, was going to coach his kid, and then quit. Right? That's what some people thought. But for him to take the Colorado job, take his son with him, that tells me, no, he's going to continue the thing, man, and stay the course and continue to coach. So, so good for him. Uh, so we'll see. So we, we're all in agreement, as, are the, as is the listening audience, in terms of where we think Dion will be in five years. The other question, Chuck, Matt, the college football playoff committee, did they get the four teams right, and did they get the order correct as well? What says that? Well, well first, what, what, first, what does the, uh, the, the audience say? What says the audience? Well, the audience yeah. says uh, 63% yes, 37% uh, say no. Uh, for me personally, I do feel that Ohio State should have been three and TCU flip-flop. But, I mean, I- I'm not too upset about it. I mean – I think personally, again, like I think Alabama's better than TCU or Ohio State, but then it just gets so wishy-washy when you get a two-team, like a two-team loss into there. So I don't know. Well, so what says the listeners? What they what what do they say again? Well, they said sixty-three percent. Yes, they got it right. So, Chuck, what do you say, Chuck? Yeah, they got it right. I know a lot of people are upset Ohio State got in because of the bad second half they had against Michigan. But, however, they only lost one game. Uh, uh, Alabama lost two games. So, yes, 
Ohio State had a bad half, but Alabama had two bad games, so there you go. I think they got it right. And what you said, I think they got it right as well. And and the correct order. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, comes, you can't put Ohio State ahead of TCU. No, it, it comes down to, all right, is it, are you going to put the best teams in or the most deserving teams, right? That's what it comes down to. Like what you just said, Matt, is correct. If they were to go play on a neutral field tomorrow, Alabama would be favored by seven, eight points over TCU. They'd be, you know, it'd be, it'd be close to a pick against Ohio State. Um, but that's not what this is. It's the most deserving team. So, therefore, uh, Alabama lost two games. And not only did they lose two games, there's a bunch of, there's a handful of other games that were close, right? They didn't, it's not as yeah. if they ran the table and they run roughshod everyone and then just had two close uh, last possession losses. Uh, they were almost. They should have been. They should have lost to a Texas team with a backup quarterback dragging, you know, actually with, with one leg, right? Um, Texas A&M almost got them. Um, so, so sure. I mean, I think Alabama would be favored on a neutral field over TCU, but they weren't the most deserving. And then when it comes to seeding, yeah, you you can't take a team that was beaten by what 22 points in their conference championship game. Uh, well, not a championship game, but their the season finale. They didn't have to play their championship game and see them ahead of a team uh, that lost in the last play of a game. Uh, well, not last play of the game, but they, they failed to score in overtime on a fourth and one uh, against Kansas State, who was ranked 10th. You, you can't move them ahead of, of, of them. So, yeah, well, I think they, but, everything's done but, right. But now what's unfair is Ohio State got to sit back and not play a game. The USC had all lost one game. They had to play an extra game. That's kind of unfair, but I guess there's no way to fix that. If USC would have had a championship game or not been in the championship game, they probably would have been in. (laughs) No, that's that's true. Yeah, so you know what? But but um, hey, check. That's why we need twelve teams quickly. We know. I was going to say that That's why we need twelve teams. That's going to fix it. No, it's not going to fix it because. You know, within six months, you and every I other Brett Beard will be out there complaining. God forgot to go to twenty-four. Look at you know, uh, Tennessee got screwed. They should have been third. They should, you know, they should have been twelve. So yes, yeah, you never. You guys would never be happy. <laughs> well, this is what I'll say to that, and we talked about this somewhat last week. Uh, so, really, you should be happy when it goes to 12 teams. Because, right, and, it's, and at some point it will go to 16. Um, but when we're at 12, there's even more drama because now you're arguing, you know, four or five teams are arguing. Man, 13, 14, 15, and 16, now it's just one or two. So you get more of an argument when you're arguing, you know, you know the, the, the qualifications of teams, uh, you know, 13 through 16. How about this? Think about around, around these parts. Had the 12-team uh, playoff been in place this year, Florida State will be out as they finish 13th. Now that I would have been laughing. I know you would have been laughing. I know that. I know you would have been laughing. Absolutely you would have been, man. But, uh, yeah, so there you have it, right? So, uh, yeah, look. Uh, and what it stinks for Georgia, 
but I'm perfectly fine with it. They've got the yeah. They've got a tough road to hoe here. Now look, they're the best team in the country. Uh-huh. Well, look here. Look, they play Ohio State first, right? Um, and then Michigan if they beat Ohio State. And you're talking about two, you know, contrasting styles of play. Could be TCU. You said Michigan. It could be TCU. <laughs> What's that? You said they played Michigan. They could be playing TCU. You don't know. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. Okay. It probably won't know. be, but no, it won't be. I wouldn't think. I would be. But, but my but my point is this: Ohio State. Look, and they're going to score points, man. Here's the thing with Georgia. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's break here. We'll break here. We'll come back and we'll, we'll talk uh, Georgia and their road uh, to their uh, to a back-to-back national championship uh, as far as the road with Ohio State and Michigan. And, and possibly TCU. That and more. Your broadcast team, Big Swing, the North Side on 19.5 FM. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. All right, now I haven't made this statement in a while when it comes to food at places. Yeah, you remember back in the day when we would do our show. At the old mill house, right? Many years ago, I would tell people, you come by, you try the the whiskey bourbon ribs. If you don't like them, I'll buy them, right? You remember those conversations, correct? Yeah. Well, let I me tell you that about, about the Victory Lane wings here. You come by Dick's Wings on the north side. You try the Victory Lane wings. If you don't like them, leave me the bill. Man, I got those I'll again tonight. Man, they're so good. Oh, I mean, all of, all of the flavors are great. Everything here is wonderful. But, man, the Victory Lane wings, whoo, boy. And get them traditional, the real wings. Don't get the chicken nuggets. Get the real wings. They're so Hey, good, I like man. the chicken nuggets. I know you do. I understand it. Look, and I like getting get them as and well. you do, too. I, I do. <laughs> I like Victory, the boneless wings, too. But Victory Lane, the traditional wings here, that I mean, they're unrivaled, man. I'm telling you, you got to do it. Got to do it. All right, so poll questions out there again are these. Hit us at Twitter, Texas at six four one ten ten as well. Um, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, in five years, where will he be? Coaching Colorado, out of coaching, or at a bigger job? And then the other, the college football playoff, do you think they have the teams and the seeding right? Um, for the break, we talked about Georgia's road through the college football playoff. Here would have been another question, poll question. I Maybe it'll be next week's Thursday night question. We'll be on 7 to 9 next Thursday on the AM side. We'll be, who do you think poses the larger, the, the bigger threat to Georgia, Michigan, or Ohio State? I would say Ohio State because their style of play. Michigan, Michigan and Georgia play very similar, right? They they want to beat you up front, uh, you know, shove it down your throats, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, set up play action, hit a ball over the top. That's what they do. Old style offense. Ohio State wants to spread you out. They throw the ball all over, all over the yard. They've got a obviously one of the four finalists, and both teams have Heisman Trophy finalists. 
Uh, and look, and no offense to Stetson Bennett. Look, a great look, a great story, man. Former walk-on, played JUCO, back on scholarship in Athens at his dream school, the school he grew up following, the Georgia Bulldogs. But the Heisman is supposed to go to the most outstanding college football player. He's not even the best player on this team, right? He's not. Um, so, in my opinion, he should be a Heisman finalist, but whatever. Um, C.J. Stroud uh, and his receivers, including, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr., they're going to give, in my opinion, Georgia fit. Look, LSU with an inferior quarterback, Jaden Daniels, and an inferior uh, set of uh, skill position players to complement Jaden Daniels, gave Georgia all they wanted offensively, right? They did. I mean, they, they, they ran up and down the field, passed it to Will. Boom, boom, boom. I think Ohio State can do that as well. Now, if Stetson Bennett can do what he's done over the last couple of years, and whenever you know he gets called out, people question his ability to to go you know toe to toe and match you know high high octane offensive score for score. If he can do it against Ohio State, all right. Well, maybe you know what I'll eat crow, stick my foot in my mouth, and say I was wrong. But I think if Ohio State scores in the 30s, they win. To me, it's it's more about Georgia's defense, which is a lot better than I thought they would be. Uh, look, I, remember I said before the year started that I thought Georgia's defense would be a lot like Florida's defense in 07. If Florida had a bunch of – look, Florida won the national title in 06 with Leak a sprinkle of Tim Tebow, but they really relied heavily on their defense. All those upperclassmen, but they all went to the NFL. 07, you had a, a big-time recruiting class, a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, but they, they, they weren't ready, right? And they lost – they went 9-4 that year uh, in, in Tebow's Heisman Trophy year. But they weren't ready uh, yet. But give Georgia credit, what they did is a lot of these younger dudes playing now played a lot last year. And, you know, they were ready. They played very good football. So, really, to me, it's going to be Ohio State's offense against this Georgia defense. And I would say advantage Georgia's defense. That's what I would say. I think Georgia wins, obviously, but I think they pose – uh, the, the larger the two threats, even, even though, you know, Michigan beat the hell out of Ohio State. What do you think, Chuck? Yeah, I think they get by Ohio State rather. See, I, I, I differ for you. I think they cruise by Ohio State and Michigan and or TCU. I think they are by far the best team. Uh, I, I think they win this rather easily, both, both games, whoever – Ohio State, the first one, be at Michigan, TCU, in in the next. And that's a bit. It's pretty good. I mean, he's a he's a he's not gonna he's not gonna win the Heisman. I guess is Caleb Williams still gonna win it? I guess he's already that's the guy. Even though he had a I mean, I, I had a dud. So. 
I th- you know, yeah, yeah, he didn't have a gun. Why were those already in? He got hurt. He got hurt, mm-hmm. he got hurt in the game. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't lay a dud. He's not at all. He was banged up early on and continued to play through it. Yeah, no, I think he wins it. Uh, but we'll see, right? It's. It, uh, I don't think I've watched a Heisman ceremony in five years, but uh, and I won't watch tomorrow night. I'll, I'll hear who won, though. I'm sure I'll hear about it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching. The only thing I like to see is when all the guys up on stage and when they actually do it. They've got so much fluff that way. It takes forever to get to it. Like, gee whiz, let's just get to the no, that let's get the old days. No, yeah, they would announce it. That was it. What's that? What says you, Matt? I'd say. I mean, personally, I think that Georgia's. I think they'll win it all. I, I do think Ohio State. Just after the way they lost to Michigan, I think they're going to come in with that. With that energy, and I think, too, with C.J. Stroud and those wide receivers, I think they have a chance to attack the Georgia secondary. I do think that. Uh, but I still think Georgia takes care of business and wins it all. Well, no, I, I do, too. And I'll be rooting like hell against them, right? I mean, Oh, absolutely. Like Go Bucks. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not, it, it, you know, the question isn't, do you think Georgia's you know, going to beat them? Going to beat them both. It's who, who poses the larger threat, and. And I think it is Ohio State just because of their style of play. Like you just said, look, I watched well, LSU Michigan, throw the ball at, at will and expose that Georgia secondary. Look, and Anthony Richardson, look, uh, threw the ball fairly well against Georgia as well. You know, and didn't win a football game, obviously, but they got, you know, they got the game for a bit in the third quarter. Uh, so, uh, you know, guys that have big arms, can certainly, you know, can make plays against that Georgia secondary. So we'll see. Um, speaking of which, you know, um, I mentioned the Florida Gators and, and uh, D.J. Uh, Lagway, uh, the quarterback commitment this past week from the state of Texas who committed to the University of Florida. It's the biggest commitment that Florida received since got in Tim Tebow. Just got him Tim Tebow, um, and, and to me, I don't think I'm over. I don't think I'm overstating that at all. I'm not saying that DJ Lagway is going to be Tim Tebow. Hell, we didn't know Tim Tebow would be Tim Tebow when he committed to Florida, right? We we heard the stories, right? Played at these high school and the things that he did here locally, but you never know, right? You never know if someone's going to uh, live up to expectations. Tebow not only lived up, but he exceeded expectations in Gainesville. Who knows? But what I mean by that is this. It's their 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 most prolific quarterback commitment they've had since Tebow. Um, and by getting him committed early as a junior, now all of a sudden, look, when you bring like the, the you know, the jewel of a class and he commits and he does it this early, now all of a sudden he can start recruiting himself. He's already out recruiting skill position players, offensive linemen. Hey, jump on board. Let's go to the number one class in the country. And the dude, and I look at completion percentage and, and, and how uh, those, those numbers increase year over year. As a freshman, he played sparingly in high school, completed barely 50% of his passes. As a sophomore, he jumped to 57%. As a junior this year, a 67% completion percentage. Uh, I think like 27 touchdowns. I think like maybe two interceptions. Uh, 6'2", 
225, which probably means he's going to grow a couple of more inches. So he he might end up at 6'4", 235, or 240. The dude has a big arm, uh, a lot of charisma, uh, very smart quarterback. Uh, yeah, so to me, a huge, huge commitment. And it also shows, to go in the state of Texas, that the Gators are committed with NIL money as well. To pull him out, because the other finalists were, were Texas A&M, USC, Clemson. I think his dad played at Baylor, so Baylor was in the mix as well. And he chooses Florida. Now, wasn't John Brantley a big deal? I mean, John Brantley is the highest Florida high school player of the year. He was a, so he was a pretty big he was a four-star, but he should have never – they should have never – the well, he originally committed to Texas, remember, originally. Yeah, the only reason he went to Florida, Urban Meyer was sort of – his hand was forced to take John Brantley because he was a legacy. He, he, he was, it was never a good fit. I mean, he, he, he was more of a Chris Leak type of quarterback. It was that, you know, um, you know, the peg in the hole, right? Square and round. I mean, it, it should have, he should have never – Ever, ever. They should have never given him an offer in Gainesville. It wasn't a good fit. Uh, yeah, he was a – but what I mean by – look, he was uh, – it was a failure, right? I mean, look, Cam Newton committed to Florida after Tim Tebow did and was on the bench for a year. And, and uh, look, he was a, a huge recruit as well. He was as big a recruit staying there as Tim Tebow was. But see, but what I mean, but he was only there, you know, they had a cup of coffee. Right, and, and the same thing, um, you know, and, and Brantley was there, and again, it, the fit wasn't right. You know, it, it wasn't there. Um, but no, but this Lagway kid, because he's committed so early, and he can get guys to jump on board, it could be a really, really, really big deal. Now, again, he he may flop, may not be any good. But the other good, the other good thing, though, now all of a sudden the quarterback room in Gainesville is in – the best shape it's been in in years. Because now you go and you get a top 30 player in Jaden Rashada, the 2023 cycle, and a top 15 player in DJ Lagway in the 2024 cycle. And all of a sudden, the quarterback room looks very prosperous, uh, far better than it's looked in many years uh, in, uh, in Gainesville. All right, so we'll step aside for a break. We'll come back. And we'll talk more sports. We'll talk. We'll revisit the Jaguars. Talk. Talk. Talk about that. We get on this day in sports. Uh, Jerry Jones has come out today. He was on uh, 105.3, the whatever in, in Dallas, and he's uh, you know talking about the uh, the eight potential 18 game season again. Uh, I think that's a great idea, by the way. He said, "Look, let's have one preseason game, and 18 regular season games. I think that will happen sooner rather than later as well, because it means." More money for everybody. We'll discuss that and more from Big Swings in the North Side on 92.5 FM. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. And welcome back to Compton Company, coming to you from Big Swings in the North Side on this Friday night edition. Talk of sports with you until 10 o'clock tonight. Typically, it's Wednesday night, but because Florida Gator basketball, we've been bouncing around, right? So, uh, last week it was Thursday at 7 on the AM dial. This week's Friday on the FM side. Next Thursday again from 7 to 9 
on the AM side of things. So uh, make sure you join us in 79 next Thursday night as we get to go head-to-head with Rick for an hour and then Hacker for an hour. Not sure how we're going to fare there, Chuck. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Matt, not sure. Uh, poll questions tonight again are these. Um, Deion Sanders, now the coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. In five years, will Deion Sanders, A, be still coaching the Buffs? Will he be out of coaching? Or will he have a bigger job? And um, I think we all agree that he will have a much larger job in five years. The other question, the college football playoff committee, did they get it right with the four teams and seedings? And I say yes. I think we all say yes. See, even though Alabama's probably – well, no, they, they are a better team than TCU. But it's not who the, it, you know, who the better team is. It's who's the most deserving team. And, you know, Alabama lost a couple of games. Oh. Also went down on the wire in a few games. They could have lost. And TCU, look, played for uh, their conference championship. Uh, played, I think, more top 25 teams than any of the other uh, teams in the top 10 uh, at the final standing. So, yeah, they, they they are deserving. Yes, it is TCU. And Sonny Dykes should be the unquestioned uh, National college football, coach of the, college football Coach of the Year. Shouldn't even be close. First-year first year coach takes over for the legend Gary Patterson, and he's got them in the college football playoff in year one. So, Matt, uh, give us uh, where we stand thus far the two poll questions, and afterwards we'll, uh, we're going to go uh, on this day in sports. Well, right now, as far as it goes with the College Football Playoff Committee getting their selections in order right, 62% of the audience says yes, they think the committee got it right. 38% say no. Meanwhile, where do you see Deion Sanders five years from now? 66% say they see him coaching at a bigger school. 28% say no longer coaching, and only 6% say coaching at Colorado at that point. Well, how about that? Yeah. So, look, man, I think it's a home run hire for Colorado for sure. I mean, look, when's the, when's the last time uh, sports radio in Jacksonville, Florida, is talking Colorado Buffalo football? Right? I mean, I mean that's, that's what Deion Sanders does. I mean, he's... His his brand, uh, you know, you say Coach Prime. Well, it's Deion Sanders, right? I mean, it's he is an absolute megastar, and uh, people will be chomping at the bit to go play in Colorado. Beautiful, a, a beautiful city. Uh, I'm, I've got to think that the boosters will show up um, and throw the NIL money out there as well. So I look for him to have a do a great job there. And now with UCLA and USC out soon, I can see Colorado uh, having opportunities to win the Pac-12. I know Oregon. They got a there. lot of turn. They got a lot of turnaround. Let's not forget they're one and eleven. They got a lot of turnaround to do. Sure so they do. They're going to be better. Yes. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot. So of, trivia, know, trivia question. Yeah. Colorado's football stadium. Appeared in the opening of what sitcoms in the seventies? Huh, I have no idea. Mork and Mindy. 
Oh, you, I mean, you say that like I should have known that. Don't you know Mork and Mindy, how it opens? I and then he's like the standing show. on the goal. They're, they're standing on the goalpost of Colorado Stadium. Well, I mean, I. Because it was said like in Boulder. That's where Mork and Mindy was set. So. I didn't know that either. All I know is Nanu Nanu. I should know that. I knew Nanu Nanu. That's what I know. Nanu Nanu. How about that? I know that. <laughs> Mork Mork. I know that. It came I on at 8.30 after Happy Days. I, I'm, being yelled, I'm being yelled at by servers. I don't understand. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Nikki who's yelling at me. You know what? I'm going to nah, – never mind. I'm not going to say I'm going to do Nikki because I may get banned from the radio or something. I don't know. She's making me mad, though, is all I know. She's yelling. But, uh, all right, so, um, Chuck, we haven't talked to you yet. As you, you jump in late. Well, let's, you know what? On this day in sports, we'll get the Jaguars here in just a bit. We got games, got, too. You know, it's all NFL this week, by I the way. I know. It's all NFL. And I don't even talk about last week, which I don't think I did very well. By the way, I think I did terrible. Terribly. Uh, on this day in sports, how about this? 1935. The very first Heisman Trophy was awarded to who, Chuck? Uh, that's easy. Uh, Jay, Jay Berwanger. There you go. I, if you didn't get that, I was going to kick you off the air. Did you know it was Jay Berwanger? I did, yes. Okay. I did know that. All right. Uh, 1949, the NFL merges with the AAFC. How about that? Uh-huh. Uh, 1982. Now, this was interesting to me only because I was a huge boxing fan back in the day, and boxing has sort of gone away. But 1982, the WBC becomes the first to reduce title fights from 15 to 12 rounds. They also allow referees to order standing eight counts. The state Well, you know, I want to have anything to do with remember November. I don't know exact date. November 18. That's when Duck Koo Kim died. Ray, yeah, Ray, Ray Boom Boom Mancini, not right. So that was November 18. Wasn't it, I know wasn't it Boom Boom Mancini that, that killed? Yeah, him? yeah, right. Yep. Um. I watched if I was watching the fight. Wide is wide world of sports. I think. I think I'm right. So I watched it when it happened. Um, I think Howard Cosell called the fight. That was like the the one fight that really got him uh, anti. It was anti boxing, wasn't it? Well, no. The one that got him anti boxing was when Larry Holmes was beating you know, up on uh, Randall Tex Cobb. Oh. Okay. That's the one where after that he's like, I'm never calling boxing anymore because remember they just let the fight go and Cobb he, Holmes can never knock him out, but he was just you know Randall Tex Cobb was a beat to a pulp. He just kept coming, almost like uh, yeah. almost like Paul Newman did, uh, and Cool Hand Luke. You ever watch yeah. that movie, Chuck? Uh, not the whole thing. Oh, That's the one. Steve, Steve, McQ- Steve McQueen. No, Paul Steve Newman. Queen? Paul, Paul Newman. New- I said I just said Paul Newman. Okay, well, who else was in it? Wasn't there some other stars in it, or am I? Yeah, picking? gosh, um, boy, you look up the the, the other the, his pretty much his co-star was George. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, but Paul Newman got into a fight. And he kept he, he kept getting beat up, and he kept coming, and he kept coming. All right, so on this date, 1984, Eric Dickerson rushed for 215 yards. To set the NFL season season uh, record at two thousand one hundred five yards. Yeah, I guess uh, topped OJ's mark of two thousand three in nineteen seventy three, right? On this date, nineteen eighty five, Jerry Rice begins a streak of two hundred seventy four games with at least one catch per. And in nineteen eighty eight, 
Kachuk and Matty. The Yankees agreed to a 12-year, $500 million TV contract with MSG, which seems like peanuts these days. As crazy as that. Well, I guess that's pre-Yes Network. That was before the Yes Network. That, yeah, that, that would be correct. It would be pre, pre-Yes Network. And I always laugh real quick. I know, what's your comments on – on the air and judge side. I, mean, I always laugh when people say, well, the Yankees had, they had to do it. You didn't have to do anything, but okay. You can go with that thing, if you want okay, to. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, $40 million a year. Um, look, what's to me, well, you know, the, the giants offered him more money. Did you mm-hmm. know that? And he still, Oh, wow. Decided to stay. And that's where he's from, right? Isn't he from the Bay Area or somewhere out there? I think that's yeah, his and hometown. Or... To go back to New York, look, if I were Aaron Judge, I'd have signed anywhere but New York after I was booed in the postseason. I would have, I would have left and stuck both my middle fingers up at the city of New York. If it were not for him, they wouldn't have sniffed the postseason. But yeah, they they well, booed him. Come on, are you kidding me? Well, how about how about performing in the postseason? You get time to step up, Mister October, Reggie Jackson. You know, <laughs> I get it. But again, he they wouldn't have. I, I get it. Sure, they would have loved for him to have performed in the postseason. But uh, three years ago, when Freddie Freeman, uh, not the year they won the World Series, but the previous year when he did perform, were Braves fans. Booing Freddie Freeman? Absolutely not. You don't boo your superstar, man. Especially when they're the reason, the sole reason you're in the postseason. Had it not been for Aaron Judge, the Yankees would have finished 15 games out of first place. They would not have sniffed the postseason. But yet, the Yankee fans are booing him. That's just stupid. So well, these contracts. I would sign with the damn Pittsburgh Pirates before I sign with a freaking. No, you Yankees. would. Yeah, you would sign with the Pirates or the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're getting a little silly now. Well, these baseball contracts. I know we talked about this. What What gets me is not the yearly money, but the link. The link just. I I don't understand the link. No, Xander Bogarts, eleven years. Yeah. Brandon Nemo, eight years. I don't. I don't Trey get it. Turner, I just, Trey Turner, eleven years. I get it. I get it. Sure. What's funny is typically long deals or short deals, right? I mean, like Verlander, two years of 43 years. per, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Dodgers signed Jason Hayward to a minor league deal. Is that doing anything for you? No. <laughs> Me either. Uh, hey, did you know this year? Contreras was a five-year deal. You know, this year is the first year that baseball, by the way, went to a, like the NBA, they went to like a lottery system. So They sure did, yep. I think the Pirates got the the, the, the Nationals had the worst record. The Pirates have the number one pick. They sure did. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, you know the NFL. Don't you know the NFL is going to do that eventually? I think probably that would stop the tanking. And, and let let me say this real quick. We're talking. Sure. We're jumping around. You know, last week Commander Giants tie. Everybody's besides themselves. Hey, I like they're still ties. Is everybody's complaining? Or every every other sports league's got rid of ties? Can't we have anything stay the same? I think it's cool a tie. I'm cool with that. Ties, sure. I, you know, I'm indifferent. You have ties, you don't have ties. I don't care. I don't care. I, I still I wish I was a soccer fan, but I'm not. 
because today in soccer, speaking of balance around, how about the penalty kicks and then the last minute win by was it uh, Argentina over Croatia? Or, or, no, what was it? I don't remember. All I know, there's one game with the penalty kicks and, and one game. Um, uh, I think was it Croatia that scored at the very like in the, like well we don't really know if it's 15 seconds ago because the referees only want to keep keep the time. Yeah, you never know when yeah. the end's coming, right? Yeah, they scored at the end and tied it up, and, and then uh, and then they <laughs> what, won a penalty kick or something. I don't know. But anyway, if you were a soccer fan, today was a good day because there was a lot of down the wire um, games in the knockout round. That's all I got for that's my soccer talk. I sounded like an idiot when I talked about it because I can't intelligently talk about soccer other than it's dumb. How about that? It's dumb. Um, see you in four years, World Cup. See you in four years. I did that. I did, however, watch every U.S. game. I did. You watched last Saturday morning that when they played. I did. Whatever they yep. played. Well, I watched Netherlands? the first half. I watched the first Netherlands. half. My son had a baseball. So I watched the first half and then went and watched baseball. My son's baseball game in the second half. Uh, but, yeah, I, w- I watched the first half of the game against the Netherlands. Um, and you knew the game was over at that point because the Netherlands scored when they wanted to. They, they did whatever they wanted to do against this young U.S. team. Hopefully the U.S. national team in four years, these guys will stay together. As they get older, they'll be a little better team. Uh, some birthdays and then we'll break. On uh, this date, 1938, Deacon Jones. Um, Pearson Forsen. Is he still with us? No, he died in 2013. Oh, okay. I did not. I didn't think he was, but I wasn't sure. On this date, 1942, Dick Buckus came into this world. Uh, Tom Kite, 1949, World Be Free. Do you know what World Be Free's real name was? Uh, scientific, his, scientific, scientific math. No, that would be incorrect. The world be for his God-given, mom's given name is Lloyd Bernard Free. Uh, and this was for you. You remember Jeff. scientific math, don't you? I do remember scientific. You math. play for FAMU, Am I correct? Am I correct about that? I know, I know he was a college football player, but no, a basketball um, player. I thought. I mean, I mean, I mean basketball. Yeah, yeah. I'm being distracted yeah. again, Chuck. I'm being distracted. And, you know, it, I know it, how it goes. It, 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 yeah, yes, I'm being distracted. And this is <laughs> for you, Chuck. 1968, Kurt Angle, you being the wrestling fan you are. And uh, here's one more. And I'm going to ask you why I'm giving I'm give you – okay, I'm asking you both this. Why would I give you the name born in 1971 of Todd Van Poppel? Why would I mention Well, he – well, think now. He was in the 1990 well, I, I draft. Was he the, was he the first or second pick? He's right he there was, next to Chipper Jones. Maybe before or after Chipper. There you go. See, he was a second Take pick. by the A's, correct? He was, he was, he was <laughs> taken by the A's. That's correct. And What? A lot of people – no, he's second. A lot of Who? people thought okay. that he would be – the first pick by the Braves. I'm not, I, wouldn't, okay. I won't play for the Atlanta Braves. So the Braves settled for, settled for some guy named Chipper. The A's ended up with Todd Van Papp, Popple, and he was an absolute well, bust. Why do you want to play for the Braves? I, well, I don't know. Remember the Braves at the time were, were terrible. I guess. I well, no, I, I was kind of leading you down the path. I was going to say I will always remember night, spring 1990, the Times Union, they, whoever the beat writer was, or 
baseball writer was pick the Braves to win the division in 1990. They were just they were a year early. <laughs> they were a year early. And also, I remember um, 1990. I was like, the Braves winning the division? Are you out of your mind? Well, this is what I remember. Uh, is uh, when yeah, you know, I, I, look, I cried when the I, did, I mean, I, I physically cried. I'm no embellishment. I cried when the Braves traded Dale Murphy to the Phillies, and when they traded him, the reason he was, hey, we want to trade Dale Murphy to a, a you know a contender where he might be able to might be able to win a championship. Do you remember who took Dale Murphy's place in right field? It wasn't Justice, was it? It was Justice. Okay. Fact, I, I thought that, but I, I, I put it more like a question so you wouldn't have yelled at me like I was dumb if I was wrong. I remember <laughs> when Justice came up his very first game, he had, he had a face guard. He had the John, the John, when the John had like the other flap. But that David I don't Justice, remember, really. Yeah, David Justice had like a little, you know, a face guard uh, when he came up into the big leagues. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. We're going to step aside for a break. We're going to come, we're going to come back. And, now, real quick, was Justice yeah. the 1990 Rookie of the Year, or am I misremembering? I don't <laughs> think so. I think you're misremembering that. I could be wrong, okay. but I think, you're, I think you're misremembering. All right, we're going to come back. Um, Anthony Richardson, you know, last, last time we talked, he had not yet declared for the National Football League draft, obviously, you know. The, tex- the Texas new quarterback. We were sure <laughs> that he would, and and he did. And we're going to come back. We're going to be joined by Terry Norvell, who sat in for you, Chuck, um, a couple of weeks ago. And we there was talks about replacing you, but you're back. You're back. And now he's here. So I'm not sure how this is going to work out. You, Terry, myself, I don't know. But uh, when we come back, though, we're going to talk about Anthony Richardson uh, and why it was better, in my opinion, for both parties for him to take his, well, I'm going to say talents or his whatever, to the National Football League. We'll discuss that more from Dick Swings in the North Saddle, 92.5 FM. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. And and welcome back to Compton and Company, coming to you from Dick's Wings on the north side on 92.5 FM. Glad to have you along with us. Poll questions tonight are these. Um, the college football playoffs. Do you think they got the teams and the seedings right? And then also, Deion Sanders. In five years, will he be still coaching the Colorado Buffaloes? Will he be out of coaching? Or will he be coaching... Uh, at a, at, a, at a larger school, bigger job, bigger gig, whatever. Uh, what says you? All right, so Chuck's here, Magic Matt LeVay, and then the dude that sat in for Chuck two weeks ago that we talked about maybe replacing Chuck. We went back and forth a little bit, but Chuck's back. Now you're here, Terry. That's fine. I, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little confused, right? I don't know what to do. I feel like I, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know. We got, I got both my guys right here, Chuck and Terry. Terry and Chuck said, Terry and Chuck show. I'm just going to sit here and listen. What's going on, Terry? Mr. Compton, just go to the ratings. That's all you got to do. Go to the ratings. Go to the, go to the ratings. Go to the ratings. Just go to the ratings. 
get the, the old the old Arbitron rating to see where we are. And <laughs> and the number of uh, additional females that were listening and watching. Just go to that. That's all I'm gonna say. Just go to that. All right. Uh, okay. Well, well, Chuck does sign autographs, though, Terry. Chuck does sign autographs. He does. He does. He, he does it. What's going on, Mr. Coppin? What, what are you guys doing? Well, man, look, we're talking about college ball, little Jaguars earlier on, early on. So my question, I'll ask you this. We've, we've already answered. So, Deion Sanders, in five years, Terry Norvell, will he be coaching Colorado? Will he be out of coaching? Will he have a larger job? What says Terry Norvell? He'll be coaching a more southern-located job. I think he'll, yeah, uh, okay. he'll work his way. He'll, he'll work his way more into a geographical, you know, better fit. I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily love the fit. Now, keep in mind, Colorado's been so bad. Uh, three wins, four wins, five wins uh, for two or three seasons, and, and you call him a genius. But no, I think he'll end up being back somewhere more geographic. Dion needs to be coaching himself, you know, uh, and and that's just the way it is. You know, Dion Sanders needs to be coaching somewhere in the south in the ACC or the. SEC, you know, and I think that's where he'll land in, you know, three, four years. I do too. You know what? And and uh, that will be good for college football, man. I mean, look, he's he's look, he's vibrant, you know, charismatic, right? People gravitate towards him. Kids love him, man. I mean, kids love him, and uh, yeah. obviously, he's big with this NIL stuff. He will have major, you know, large companies backing him. Look, Barstools, right? That's what Barstools did. Let's let's back Coach Prime. That's how he was able to get dudes, including the number one overall recruit in the country, at Jackson State. Right? And, and, and you know, Ron, he'll, he'll get play, wherever he's at. He'll get players. Yep. Um, his next step is, you know, um, uh, a little bit like Billy Napier. Can he administer game day? You know, you, got, you know, when the bullets are flying, you got thirty seconds to to get a play in, and you're not, you don't have a discernible talent advantage. Right now, it's a little bit of. You know, the Jackson State success was a little bit skewed because he had too many good players for that level, if you know what I'm saying there. Okay? you got to understand yep. what I'm saying there. And, you know, that's not always going to be the case. It would be like, it would be like, um, let me pull something out of the air, uh, Tim Tebow becoming the coach at Bethune-Cookman. He would get too many good players at that level, so he would win a lot, but we would, really wouldn't know Kenny Coach. Because the talent, so he's got too many good players at that level. Um, the, the the question is, can Dion, you know, can, can he can he administer a program when he doesn't have a, a a huge talent discrepancy in his favor? And can he and he can and can he coach game day? I mean, well, game day's hard. Well, you, you, it is hard, but you know what? He he's done though, and I think what he will do. Look, we talked early on. All right, Urban. I'm not look again. I'm not saying he's Urban Meyer. I'm not saying he's Jimmy Johnson. But neither of those guys were the X's and O's guys, right? They sure. they were they were the motivator. Okay, they were the guys that you you run through a, you'll run through a brick wall for. Him. He'd go recruit his ass off, and they were the CEO coaches. That's what Deion Sanders is, right? He he his key is now. Let me let me stop him. you there. Let me stop you there. Right. Okay. Does Dion know that about Dion? I, I think he does because he surrounded himself. With the Mike Zimmers of the world, the Tim Brewsters, he's sure. gone out and got Charles Kelly to come join this staff. I think he realizes that as well, right? I, this is what I do. I need good guys around me that can help coach. I think he gets that. 
Yeah. I'm sure. Look, we all have egos, of course, but what you've seen, what have you seen him, what have you seen him do at Jackson State, and what he's did early on in terms of he brought in the uh, Mississippi Valley State head coach as his, I think offensive coordinator. So he's bringing dudes in to call ball plays for him. I think he understands where his limitations are and then where his strong points are. And if he does that and continues to do that, you know what? The sky's the limit for him, man. So we'll see. It'll be a fun story. And you know what I like about what, what DM's done? And, and, and I won't name guys, but there have been so many ex-players and ex-really good players and ex-big-name players that they've almost thought it was a birthright. I want to get into coaching, and I want to start as the offensive coordinator at Alabama or the head coach at you know LSU. Well, you know, you got to be impressed a little bit. Dion kind of you know OJT'd. He just on the job. You know, he didn't kind of say, "I'm Dion. I'm a Hall of Famer, and I should be my first college job or my first head coaching job should be in the NFL or at a Power Five school." I'm kind of impressed that he he kind of said, "Hey, I need you know, coach a little high school." Yep. Um, goes to a you know a, a small HBC you know HBCU school. So yeah, I kind, I kind of like the way he's doing it. Is, does that mean he's going to succeed or not? I, I don't know, but he didn't just say, "I'm Deion Sanders. I should my first job should be at level you know DEFCOM whatever you know way well, up." Well, you know what impressed <laughs> me even more so about that too. And you're right, I agree with all of that. He's he's you know, uh, you know, putting the work in, right, and and, and taking the he's starting low and, and and climbing that ladder. I mean, Deion Sanders, prime time. Uh, say what you want. Has spent the last three years living in Jackson, Mississippi. Well, and he's also coming out of pocket for a bunch of this stuff. Sure, right. He sure. he took a small salary, and he's sure. also giving a bunch of his own money out of pocket. To, to go to the bowl game last year and to other yeah, other sure. things he's done to, to 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 upgrade the facilities, he's come out of pocket for that stuff. So it's damn sure not about the money. So kudos to Dion and what yeah. he's done there. All right, so yeah. one more thing, Terry. We, uh, a couple more minutes left, Terry Norvell, um, who you could hear during the college football season. What well, college football today? He, you, and Matt Hayes, right here on Ten Ten XL and ninety two point five FM. Um, one more thing. I mentioned early on, Terry, and your thoughts on this. I think that the D.J. Lagway uh, commitment to the Florida Gators is the biggest commitment the Gators have had since Tim Tebow. The reason is it's, it's the premium position quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he's Tim Tebow. We didn't, hell, we didn't, we didn't know Tim Tebow would have the success Tim Tebow did, right? But what happened was he he committed. Now all of a sudden, the Percy Harvins, the Brandon Spikes of the world, they all jump on board. It's the quarterback. It's it's, it's that position. Now this dude commits as, as a junior, not as a senior, but as a junior with a full year to go. He can start recruiting for Florida and get guys to jump on board and have one hell of a class. I think it's a huge deal for Florida. Yeah, it certainly could be, and this is the closest thing. I know Napier's only been in the job a limited amount of time, but this is the closest player he's got that could be a Pied Piper. You're talking about being a Pied Piper, you know, a guy that that is so charismatic and, and you know, uh, people want to just jump in line and go behind him. Um, 
I tell you one thing right now, it, it, it's impressive. If 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 Napier and the Florida staff can find, I'll call it the bridge quarterback for next year. If they can find a bridge quarterback, it appears they're set at quarterback for five or six years. I mean, you would think if they find a bridge guy for next year, and and, and it's easier said than done. You got, you got to find the guy, whoever it is, and and a, a guy that can competently complete passes, which they did not have. You know, the basic pass you've got to complete. If they can find a bridge quarterback, um, you know, uh, the two quarterbacks he's gotten commitments from, highly rated, you know, they're spread out a year. You know, theoretically, uh, Napier is set at the most important position for, for you know, oh, without four to five years. Yep. Four, well, four to five years, Rashada does, you know, get to, get to year or two. Obviously, they'll overlap, Lagway and Rashada, they'll overlap a year or so, but, you know, Hey, Lagway goes in and learns. He's back up quarterback. Then he gets his he gets his two big starting years. Um, it's pretty exciting for, for Gators football if it plays out like that. Yeah, um, it looks like this Lagway kid, you know, could be clearly the fine piper. It appears Florida's going to have a nice class uh, upcoming in twenty three. But yeah, this this Lagway kid could be a fine piper early. And don't forget that you know they got him early on. It's one oh, thing yeah, to get that, well, the pipe piper. It's, it's one thing to get the pipe piper with. With, That's correct. Yeah, it's one thing to get the Pied Piper with ten days to go before the signing period, you know. But I mean, year. if he sticks and he holds, I mean, this guy could really get out and be the, the cornerstone of a big, big, big class. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So yeah, and you mentioned some, you know, some. Look, h- how funny would it be is now this guy is not the portal yet, but uh, look, some guys that are out there, you know, David Literary's in the portal. Uh, DJ Ungalele is in the uh, is in the portal, right? A couple of, Hudson Carr from Texas, who's been you know, mentioned with Florida, uh, but the, a few names that are not in the portal yet. We got about a minute before we have to break here, Terry. Uh, but uh, Sim Hartman from Wake's not in the portal yet, but he will be. Michael Pratt from Tulane will be. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State will be. But how about this name, Cam Rising? At, by all accounts. Will be. Now, how funny would it be if Cam Rising, who's been linked to Florida as well, transfers to Florida and he's quarterbacking for the Gators in week one at Utah next year? You talk about a great double dip. I mean, that's hmm. one of those you add to your roster and take away somebody you're playing. I mean, I mean, I mean that kid can play. I mean, you saw him in games. Oh, yeah. You've seen him in his career. He can really play at the college level. I don't give a damn about if he's an NFL guy or not. The guy can play at the college level. But, uh, you know, that would help with the season over there. That's, that's a – Utah is good. Some, for some reason, a lot of people don't understand how good that program is. They're about to go probably 11-3, finish again, ranked 7th or 8th of the nation. Florida stole a game against them last this, this past season. If they played Utah anywhere except the season opener, they would have, they would never have beaten Utah. Utah had no film on Florida, had no idea what they were going to do. The Gators had tons of film on Utah, but yep, oh my God, Cam right. Rising at the at the at the college level, oh, and particularly oh, yeah. with what he does, and everybody runs that shotgun read, you know, zone read kind of stuff. Uh, tough kids can run the ball. Oh my goodness, yeah, but for. Florida, if they can find a a, a bridge quarterback, you know, I think the I think the future's up in Florida. It really is. Yep, I agree. Hey Terry, man, we appreciate you checking in with. Okay, checking in with, man. Thanks, man. See, you, see, you, Terry. Hi, buddy. See you guys. Terry Norvell, ninety-two point five FM. We're going to come back and close it out from Dick's Wings on the north side.
92.5 FM. Compton and Company on 1010XL. You know, I hate to ask what last week's records were. That came off of a 5-1-1 one one week or whatever the hell it was to last week. I don't know that I got a game right. Hopefully Chuck surprised me. Oh, Ron, you went 4-2. I don't think so. I don't think I did well. Uh, you you weren't the worst. You were, well, I'll lead off. I was 5-2. and two. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, I feel bad. You were 1-6, and, and Ron, you were 2-5, and five, so... I, I feel bad for you, Matt, good. Ron. I'm, uh, you know, I've been man. off the rails lately. This is terrible. I mean, Chuck's never beat me in anything. I'm just putting it's it's I'm about to happen now, though. I mean, I've got a whole lot of work to do to catch Chuck now. A whole lot. Well, shout out, uh, you, I am four games up on you, Ron. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got, what, a few weeks? we got five weeks to go. So, I mean, there's time, I guess. All right, so let's pick some games, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. NFL only. Yeah, we got some weird lines this week. It's just, of course, obviously all NFL. Unless yep. I didn't throw in Army Navy. Sorry to think about it, but hey. Uh, so we have the Jets at the Bills. The Bills by nine and a half. That's a pretty big line. That that is a big line, and and uh, a lot of people seem to think that the Jets are gonna, you know, come back and become what the Jets typically are. Uh, guess what? I'm one of them. Give me the Bills Mafia. Uh, give me the Bills to cover that big number. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'll take the Bills. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take the Jets to cover. Wow. J-E-T-S, okay. Jets, Jets, this, Jets. This is that friend you show the, the game picker-upper game or whatever. Right? The game picker-upper. I need it. I need it bad. Yeah. Now, here's right. another yeah, it's not an odd line when you look at it, you think odd, but you realize Lamar Jackson's out. The Ravens at the Steelers, the Steelers by two and a half points. Ooh, boy, the Steelers are terrible. Uh, yeah. the, the Ravens have been uh, utter disappointments over the last four or five weeks of the year. Uh, but give, give me the Huntley – the there's been like four or five different Huntley quarterbacks over the course of the last handful of years. Yeah. Give me the Huntley that's there now and, and give me the Ravens to cover that number. That, that line stinks. So if it stinks, give me the Steelers. You know, for as bad as the Steelers have been, they've won three out of their last four. Give me the Steelers' money. I'll take that. I, I tell you what, picking, picking the Pickens has been pretty good. I like that combo. And, and, yeah, p- yeah. Pick it to pick it. Pick it, pick well, it to pick uh, it. Another odd-looking line to you look deeper into it. We had the Bucks who Tampa. They stole one against the Saints Monday night. What a – thanks, Ingram, not running out of bounds, you dummy. So, <laughs> they did. The Bucks, and, that, well, how about back-to-back uh, 16-3 – trailing teams that come back on both Monday and Thursday nights for the last time with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I didn't Mayfield. know the Rams. I didn't know until tonight the Rams won the game. I was like, what? Dude, Baker Mayfield had been in L.A. for less than 24, 48 hours and, uh, you know, down 16-3. to 3. How, about, how about the Raiders have now uh, NFL futility, the fourth team since like, since like 1982 to blow like four uh, double-digit fourth-quarter leads in the same season. Or something like that. But yeah. So Well, uh, I, I got a, a crazy stat when we get down these games. But anyway, we got the Bucks at the 49ers, the 49ers by three. Well, look, 
You know what? I'll go last. I've been going first every time. Chuck, you go. Oh, boy. This is a tough one. No Jimmy Garoppolo. No Trey Lance, obviously. Who the heck is starting? It's the guy I picked in the seventh round. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Who is it? Yeah, him. Purdy. Yeah, Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. Oh. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. That's, correct. That's right, Mr. That Irrelevant. Give me, the, give me the box. Getting points. So you know, we have Mr. Irrelevant against former six-round draft pick Tom the Goat Brady. The huh. six or seven-round draft pick. Go, go ahead, uh, Matty I. Matt. You know, this one's tough. I, the Bucks' offense just so bad going up against that that uh, San Francisco D. You know what? Give me the give me the Niners to cover. Really? Wow. Woo. I, look, I hope Christian McCaffrey has a huge game for other reasons. I mean, I mean, I mean, boy, fantasy football would drive you absolutely insane. So come on, Christian McCaffrey, this weekend. Um, Look, Brock Purdy, now there's there's tape on him, right? Uh, I think that the, 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 the look, the Bucks have a good defense as well, right? They 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 shut people down. Their issue's been the offensive line has failed to protect Tom Brady this year and the running game has been somewhat inconsistent. Um, but uh, yeah, give me the goat, man. I think San Francisco, Brock Purdy, uh, they had their game, they're out, give me the Bucks and uh, Tom Brady. All right, next we get a Sunday night. We've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Uh, the Dolphins at the Chargers. The Dolphins by three and a half. I'm looking forward to this game. Herbert and Tua. What's the stretch up? Three and a half. Wow. Dolphins favor uh, by three and a half. And this is in L.A.? Or in Miami? Yep. Yeah, the, LA, Dol- right? the, LA, the LA? Dolphins actually stayed on the West Coast this week. They didn't yeah. come back. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're, that's correct. Yeah. Give me a, give me the Chargers. I, look, they've been they've been one of the most disappointing teams in the league based on the you know what they have with uh, Eckler and Williams. I know uh, they've been shorthanded a bit uh, at the at position. In fact, give like, me give me the, give me the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins. Sure, you'll take the Dolphins. I'll take the Chargers. What do you got, Matt? You know, I think the Dolphins are going to win, but I think by three even. So give me the Chargers to You're cover. You're taking the hook. You're taking that hook. I'm taking it. Give me it. The hook is the. All right, now they. This is the odd line of the week because everybody Detroit, I know Minnesota. pretty much tells. Yes, Minnesota, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit by two and a half. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, look, man, I, I get it. It looks like a dirty line and. Vegas knows something, but uh, give me Minnesota anyway with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. And do you like that, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, that's uh, give me Minnesota. Something's odd about that. that. Doesn't something doesn't seem right? Why is that? Why is that? Why is Detroit favorite? But give me Minnesota. Getting points. Come on, Matt. Yeah, I'll take Minnesota as well in that one. And last, this is an odd line too. Jacksonville at Tennessee. It's only a four-point line. What in the heck? Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Whew. I mean, after what I just saw last week, I have I, I don't know how That's I can – Nah, give me Tennessee to cover. Chuck. Good. Tennessee, are you kidding me? I'm Every time I give them a compliment, I'm, they here, You know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with this. Look, I'm going to take the Jaguars. It was a minute ago. I'm going to finish here. I guess we'll talk AR and why it's a good good idea for both Florida and AR to part ways. We'll discuss that next week at, at Thursday at 7 on 1010. But, uh, look, man, uh, the Jaguars have a chance to say, look, we're on the come up. We, we've blown a lot of games this year. 
Uh, we've got a better quarterback. We've got better receivers. We've got a better offensive line. Better defense is terrible. It's up to Trevor to take advantage of that weak, banged-up Tennessee secondary and make hay with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. He's got a bounce back, by the way, and company. And Travis, and Tra- Travis Etienne, hold on to the damn football. So give All me the right. Jags to cover. So Chuck Elliott for Matt LeVay. I'm Ron Compton. Bye, folks. Dick Swings. And until next Thursday night, see ya.